To Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Another edition of Faith on Fire. I'm Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I'm Pastor Ventaney from Rama Word of Faith, aka the Word Church. And uh welcome back. Welcome to a new week, and we're gonna pick up where we left off last week. We're talking about the work of the Holy Spirit. And again, I know there's a lot of uh denominations, they don't teach on the Holy Spirit, they're saying uh, we don't need it anymore. And my response is, what do you mean you don't teach on the Holy Spirit? That's elementary. Jesus said, it's expedient that I go. If I don't go, you won't have this this spirit, this helper to help you. Actually, let's just go to the scripture over in John chapter 16, verse 7. And this is Jesus speaking. He says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. If I do not go away, the helper will will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send them to you. And he, and when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they do not know me. Of righteousness because I go to the Father and you see no more, see me no more. So again, that's something as believers we have to re- understand. When we get saved, born again, something supernaturally happens when we receive Jesus, the moment we receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, we invite him into our heart and confess him with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, something supernaturally has. No, you can't see it, and you may not feel it, Brother Rich, but you got to believe that it happened. God's Spirit now comes to live inside and dwell inside of you. The greater one comes to live inside of you, which means now you're now been reconciled, redeemed, and restored back to God, and now you can hear from God, and he can really, well, he can hear from you, but you can really hear from him because his spirit has now been joined up or married to your spirit because the truth be told, and I'm going to tell it, we are spirits living in a body. We are spirit because if we die, drop dead right now, our spirit is, our body's going to drop to the ground and it's going to go back to the dirt, <laughs> But our spirits are going somewhere. So we're, we're speaking spirits. So God's spirit, he says, I'm going to send my spirit to come and live inside of you again. The same spirit that Adam and Eve lost when they broke fellowship with God in the garden by being disobedient. So we need that spirit. And that spirit, which is referred to as the Holy Spirit, some may refer to it as the Holy Ghost. I like to use the word spirit because it's a little less frightening to people. 
When you say ghosts, a lot of people don't want to have nothing to do with no ghosts. Remember, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. So a lot of people don't have nothing to do with no with a ghost. So I say Holy Spirit. But uh, we need the Holy Spirit in order to contact or have fellowship with God. And Jesus was true when he said that. He says, it's to your advantage that I go. Because the Holy Spirit, he, he's going to come and he's going to, He's going to empower you. And I like to call the Holy Spirit, uh, one of them, he's the ability to use God's ability. He's the performance enhancer. And, and he brings also the anointing, the yoke-destroying, burden-removing power of God. Well, I tell people all the time, without the Holy Spirit, and I think we talked about this a little bit last week, without the Holy Spirit, the church is no different than any other fraternal organization. Mm-hmm. The the difference between the Elks Lodge and the Eagles Lodge and the Kiwanis and the Rotary and everything else, the difference between them and the church is the Holy Spirit. The church has the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that gives us strength. It's the Holy Spirit that gives us power. It's the Holy Spirit that gives us wisdom. Jesus said he is coming. He's going to live in you, and greater is he is in you than is in the world. And it's through the power of the Holy Spirit that we actually have power and it's the power of the Holy Spirit that we actually have the power to live a life that God would want us to live. The law came. The law was good. There was nothing evil about the law. The only problem with the law was it gave nobody power. So you can know <laughs> the law. You can know what you should do. But the, the law gave nobody any power to live the law. The Holy Spirit comes to give us power that we might live a life that is pleasing to God. And that we would know sin and that we would be able to be free from sin instead of being slaves to sin that we were, that he would lead us out of that slavery, that he would make us free from that sin. And that scripture you just read, it's for your good. I will send him so that he will convict the world of guilt. It's the Holy Spirit that actually convicts people of sin. Right, right. So everybody's a sinner. So now you see why people don't want it. They don't want to be convicted of sin. (laughs) And it's the Holy Spirit that convicts people of sin, but then it's also the Holy Spirit that leads us to righteousness. It is in him that we actually find righteousness. And the church without the Holy Spirit is just the church without any sort of power whatsoever. It's like we're a just car going, without an engine. We're, we're going through the motions. We're just trying to do it on our own. Mm-hmm. And lots of Christians try to do it on their own. I, I, I've talked to people, maybe, maybe people listening, you hear a sermon and you say, man, that was a great sermon. I'm, I'm never going to sin again. I'm never going to do that again. And then, boy, you hardly make it through Sunday and you realize that you, you, you did it. Because you cannot do it on your own. Speaking of can't do it on your own, I'm going to read this in 16, verse 12, with John 16, verse 12. Jesus said this, I still have many things to say to you. Well, how do you think he's going to say them to you? Through the Holy Spirit. He says, look, but you can't bear them right now. Look, verse 13, however, when he, see, the Spirit, he calls the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth has come he will guide you into all truth, for he will speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, and he will take what is of mine and declare it to you. He's going to reveal some things to you. Over in Corinthians, it talks about him revealing the deep things to you, and we're going to go to that scripture a little later. But also, remember in Acts 1, he says, when it comes, you're going to have power, authority, Without the Holy Spirit, you don't ha- you don't have an engine in your car. You just have a car. You're just in the building. <laughs> You're in another club, like you say, Richard. You're in a, an organization without the Holy Spirit. 
So it's really important that God people get an understanding of, of the purpose of the Holy Spirit and understand that when you receive Jesus, the Holy Spirit dwells in you. Now it's up to you to cultivate and develop that relationship with the Holy Spirit, with God, through his Holy Spirit. You have to, you have to, again, I say it all the time. The first thing I say when I wake up in the morning is because I'm developing my relationship with the Holy Spirit. I say, good morning, Holy Spirit. I just go ahead because I want to acknowledge the greater one that lives inside of me. You know, good morning, Holy Spirit. And And now I find myself talking to the Holy Spirit all the time. And guess what? I find the Holy Spirit is talking to me all the time. Remember? He will, what was it said about righteousness? He will... Uh, convict the world of sin and of righteousness. He he will reveal to you who you are. He always tells you who you are in well, Christ back Jesus. In, back in chapter 15, what does Jesus say? The Holy Spirit will come. He will teach you all things, and he will remind you of everything that I have said. What <laughs> were some of the things that Jesus said? Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Woo! It is the Holy Spirit that will remind you of that when the times are I'm tough. I'm glad I when, got a reminder. When Well, when times are <laughs> tough, when times... You know, everybody has bad days. Everybody has things. I need you to them. remind me to be here at nine thirty. <laughs> That's a helper. I'm just playing around. <laughs> we we all need a reminder. A reminder of what Jesus taught, because some days are not as good as other ones, and so you're a little down. You need to re- be reminded Mind. that Jesus said, "I will never leave you nor forsake you." You can never be anywhere doing anything that you are alone. Jesus is with you. Mm-hmm. We need to be reminded of that. We need to be reminded of the fact that the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want for anything. The Holy Spirit comes to remind us of all the things that Jesus taught, all the promises that we have, that Jesus still heals today. God still heals people today. God still changes people's lives today. The Holy Spirit reminds us of that. Speaking of reminds, look at verse 15. Jesus says this, all things that the Father has are mine. Uh, quick question. What are some of the things that the Father has? I'm going to just go ahead and say everything. He says that the earth is the Lord's in the fullness thereof. Everything the, the Lord, and, and the scripture says that we're heirs with God and joint heirs with Christ. But Jesus just said, all things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it or reveal it to you. And he's going to do that through the Holy Spirit. So you want to be in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. You want to acknowledge the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. You want to lean to the Holy Spirit for remembrance and guidance. Because that's the spirit that comes, that Jesus said he's going to reveal or, or open up, or that's what it means to be born again. He's going to reawaken that spirit in you that we lost when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. And you need that. And over here in uh, Corinthians, look what he says about that spirit again. First Corinthians chapter two, verse 12. It says, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. Ooh, I love that. That's what we receive. So now as a Christian, you got to understand what spirit you receive. You ain't received the spirit from the world when you got born again. We didn't receive a spirit of timidity and fear. You didn't receive that. You received your spirit that's from the Lord. What spirit is from the Lord? Love, power, might. God is not down and depressed. He doesn't have a low self-esteem. I told somebody (laughs) yesterday, uh, the other day, that so many times Christians... 
people who are Christians live constantly defeated, constantly depressed, constantly down in the dumps. And Jesus said, I came to give life and it more abundantly. Jesus did not say, I came to give you life so that you can be depressed. I came to give you life so that you can always see the worst things about life. No, he said, I came to give you life and it more abundantly. Well, well if they get a revelation, if, if we just get a revelation of this verse 12, we have not received the spirit of the world. The world gives you that spirit, all that that negative stuff you just spoke of. The world gives you that spirit. He says, but the spirit, I give you the spirit who is from God. Look, that we may know the things that have been freely given to us by God. What was it been given to us? Power, love, a sound mind. Remember, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but I've given you a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. And everything that's in line with that, love, power, and sound mind, that's the spirit that he had. The scripture goes so far as saying in Romans, that same spirit that rose Christ from the dead dwells in you. And he who rose Christ from the dead also gives life to you through his spirit that dwells in you. You got to acknowledge that's the spirit that that's a spirit of excellence. It's a spirit of dominion. It's a spirit of yes, I can. It's a spirit of I'm more than a conqueror. It's a spirit of I always win. I never lose because we're going to keep playing till I win. I'm more than a conqueror. So, do, so does a person really believe? And this ultimately becomes a question. You better believe. Do we it. really believe that greater is in He that is? You in better be, or you're going to be defeated. World. Remember, as a man believes or think is in his heart, so is he. You better believe the word. I believe what the word says. I tell people all the time, if you can't remember anything else about Psalm 23 but the first part, that's all you need to really remember. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. We Mm -hmm. need to live our life Mm -hmm. as if we actually really believe that. So tomorrow when something bad happens or today when something bad happens, I, I fall back on, you can say to yourself, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. I'm not going to be in want of peace, joy, love, patience, kindness. I'm not even going to be in want of the material things that I need because he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all that other stuff will be added to you. I'm glad you said that because look what the next verse said. These things we also speak. You just spoke them. Everything, the, the things that he's given us. Look, he said, we also speak. You just spoke all of those things. Look, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but with the, with the Holy Spirit teaches, comparison Comparing spiritual things to spiritual things. So you're speaking out of the wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy Spirit, which is equated to the word of God. God told you all of that in his word, and his Holy Spirit bore witness to it. Therefore, you're speaking that. Again, if you want to ignite your faith on fire, you better start speaking what the word of God says. And a lot of times it's <laughs> speak it to ourselves. Yeah, you better first. You better be convinced right. of it but first. I mean, we got to <laughs> speak it to ourselves. Yeah. That, you know, because... To say it again, when things happen, you speak to yourself, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. You can say to yourself, greater is in he that is in me than is in the world. And then actually believe those things. Well, the scripture says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the weak say that I am strong. Let the sick say that I'm healed. You're the redeemed of the Lord. You better start saying so first to yourself. Tell yourself yeah, when I was weak, then am I strong? You got to say I'm more than a conqueror. You got to say I can do all things. You got to constantly say that, not just on Sunday. You got to say that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You got to say that in the morning. The scripture says, speak of his word early in the morning as you go through your day and at night. That means 24 7. And a lot of people might think you're being super spiritual and extra religious by talking about the word of God all day. You better forget what they're talking about and speak of in line with what the word of God says, because that's the only thing that heaven 
acknowledges is the word of God. Scripture says his word does not, that goes forth out of our mouths, does not return void, but it accomplishes what we send it to. And God only watches over his word to perform it. So when he know that you know what his word says, he's obligated to bring it to pass in your life. So that's why you have to start speaking it. It says we call things that be not as though they were. He just said in the scripture right here, these things we also speak, not in words which man wisdom teaches. Man wisdom teach you, you better not be talking to yourself or you know you're crazy. <laughs> well, man's wisdom will teach you all kinds of things that aren't even true. That are contrary to the truth of God. So he says, look, but with the Holy Spirit teaches. The Holy Spirit's going to teach you some stuff that may not make sense, but it's going to make faith. That's why we call things. He told Abram, okay, Abram, I'm going to make you a father of many nations. Go outside. It was dark. He said, look at the stars and see if you can number them. Abraham looked out there. He said, I can't count them. It's too many. That's how many kids you're going to have. And from now on, Abram, your name is not Abram. It's Abraham. Call yourself Abraham. Because Abraham means what? Father of many nations. Even though he wasn't yet. He didn't. He was about 100 and had no kids. That sounds foolish to say, okay, I'm 100 and something, but I'm father of many nations. God, the Holy Spirit, or God will tell you to do something that may seem foolish. But the Bible says the foolishness of God is wiser than the wisdom of men. See, so I'm going to roll with what God said. And then when you talk about the wisdom of men, what happens to us is we we go to work and we've worked in the same job for a number of years and we know that job pretty much forward and backwards. So we say to our, we go to work and we never really even think about praying before we go to work because I don't, what do I need to pray about? I know this job. There's nothing could happen in this job that I haven't seen before and handled. And so we go to work and we don't pray. This may seem strange to people, but let's say you're going to go to the grocery store. What do I need to pray before I go to the grocery store for? Because I know what groceries I'm going to buy. I know what store I'm going to go to. I know even know what aisle they're on. But guess what? You need to pray before you go. Maybe even ask God to send somebody to you at the grocery store that you could speak to about him. But so many things in life, we figure, I've got a handle on. I'm just running down to the store to get some milk. I don't need to pray about that. But yet you could pray and God could send somebody to you to speak I to I want to say this. If you're in tune or in one with the Holy Spirit, he will prompt you to pray before you go to the grocery store. Because perhaps the devil has a... A scheme devised, because Scripture says he, he plots and schemes the demises of God's people. He's like a roaring lion. So he may be trying to set you up for a car accident on the way there. So you may have to start praying, uh, no weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. Father, I thank you for your angels that are camped around about me. I thank you for your angels that, that go before me and produce for me uh, just uh, that peace. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh your angels surround me like a shield. So you may have to go into prayer before. Or, again, Father, as I go out this door, lead me to those who you already preordained and predestined for me to minister to and that I would have the right words to and say. you'll open my eyes to them. Yeah. And so so often we think, well, I don't need to pray about that. Why would I need to pray before I want Bible to The Bible says in all things pray. Why would I need to pray before I go to work? I Man, I my job's so boring. My I know everything there is to know about my job. I could do my job in my sleep. And so I don't need to pray before I go to my job. There are so many things in life that we think we can just do on our own. We don't really need God for that because we, we've done it before. We can do it again. Um, I tell people all the time, pray before you go to church. 
what do I need to pray before I go to church for? I'm going to church. I've been going to that church for years. I know every. I know when they're going to tell us to stand up. I know when they're going to tell us to sit down. I know it. I know what they're going to sing. What do I need to pray? I tell people, pray for your pastor as he's preaching. Pray for your the people that are mm-hmm. leading the worship, mm-hmm. the music before you go. Pray for yourself that God will open your eyes and ears that you will hear a word from him or that you can speak a word to somebody else. You know, you can go to church and there'll be somebody there that is really down, really needing a, a, a touch, needing a, a hug, needing something. And God can open your eyes to that. Don't just go there thinking, oh, well, I've done this before. I know all about it. There are just way too many things in our life that we think we can do on our own that if we will listen to the Holy Spirit, our life, just the everyday things that we do could be completely changed. Amen. Amen. And amen to that. But yeah, we, we have to, as developing Christians, blood-bought Christians, redeemed of the Lord, we have to get a greater understanding of the the role and the purpose of the Holy Spirit and learning how to acknowledge the Holy Spirit, the greater one. Because, again, if you don't, you know, if you don't acknowledge him, the scripture says, God says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. Well, draw near to his truth because him and his word are one. If he said in his word some things concerning the Holy Spirit, go ahead and draw near to that, receive that, believe that, and start acknowledging that. Again, the Holy Spirit, it seems like it's, you know, we don't, we're scared to talk about the Holy Spirit or we don't want to acknowledge the Holy well, Spirit. Well, we don't need him. Yeah, we don't need him. We, we that got, was for the past. That yeah. was for when the Bible was written. Yeah, that I was got for 2,000 years ago. I'm going to trust in my own self. We, we I don't, don't need a help. science, man. Yeah. We, we're, we're Americans. We don't believe in that superstitious well, mumbo jumbo. You know what? We, we're science. Time based. is going to come where, again, the wisdom of God, I mean, the foolishness of God, what may seem to be foolish from God is wiser than the wisdom of men. And, and and I know this world was created when I got here and everything in it. And as I look, I see the glory of the Lord and his majesty. I'm going to go ahead and roll with what God said. And, uh, and yeah, I respect professors. I perfect, uh, I respect those with, with PhDs yeah, and all that. But I believe God's word more. Well, wisdom comes from God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, knowledge um, and wisdom are two different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can have knowledge of anything. <laughs> and not be. Right. See, to wisdom. me, knowledge is to know something. Wisdom is to know what to do with it. Right, 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 right. And oh. so we can know what God's word says. Wisdom comes through the Holy Spirit to know what to actually do with it. Well, that's what he's, he's going to lead and guide you into all truth. Truth, well, wisdom comes out of truth as well. And Jesus said, you should know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And the scripture says over in Colossians, all wisdom and knowledge are hidden in God and Jesus Christ. It says all wisdom and knowledge, because they were there from the beginning. They were there when this whole thing got laid out here, this thing called planet Earth and all the other planets too, and these things about human beings. They were there in the beginning. Scripture says in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. So I'm going to go ahead and roll with those cat, those guys, <laughs> the truth. I'm going to roll with the truth. And uh, if, if the truth teaches me about this Holy Spirit and he gives us power to fellowship with God and to rule and reign in life and, and have dominion and, and he strengthens and, and empowers us, I'm going to go ahead and believe that. 
Just cultivate that relationship with the Holy Spirit. And I want to encourage our listeners, do that as well. Start acknowledging the Holy Spirit. In the morning when you wake up, just say it. You know, it may sound foolish, but just go ahead and open your mouth and say, good morning, Holy Spirit, and watch God. He tells us to do foolish things all the time. Just thinking about Jesus when he was healing this blind man. And we talk about this all the time. One time he just spoke. The other time he put some mud on his eyes. Spit on it and put mud on his eyes. Well, can't we just do it the other way? No, some things don't make sense. But we have to just trust God has all wisdom. And he, he only has good for us. That's why Jesus said, it's to your advantage, Richard, that I go away. If I don't go away, this this. The spirit that you need to be redeemed, reconciled, and restored back to God that's going to give you all power, it ain't going to come. I have to go back and finish the plan of God. See, the wisdom of the world says you got to watch out for number one. The wisdom of the world says you got to do unto others before they do unto you. The wisdom of the world says that you're in it all by yourself. The wisdom of God says that we're to esteem others above ourselves. That is exactly the opposite of what the world teaches and what the world guess says. guess what? The Holy Spirit going to bring that to your remembrance. And so, but I mean, this is where we've got to decide, am I going to listen to the wisdom of the world or the wisdom of man? Everyday life is where this rubber meets the road, where... Somebody says or do, does something to you, and the world would say, you got to get even. The world would say, you got to do something back. The world would say, you better, you better protect yourself. you got to stand up for yourself. you got to do something here. And yet the wisdom of God says that I'm going to turn the other cheek. I'm going to esteem others above myself. Bless those that persecute me. Pray, pray, for, pray for those, those who despitefully use, use me. me. There you go. Uh-huh. And so... The wisdom of the world would say, well, that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous to pray for people that are mistreating you. And yet the wisdom of God says that's exactly what we should do. Mm -hmm. So once again, we come back to everyday life. Where am I at? Who am I going to believe? Am I going to believe the world or am I going to believe God? And we have that choice every day. And and you know what? And the devil wants to lead you to, to make you believe to choose your own ways. But I'm reminded by the Holy Spirit. sinful nature wants us to choose That's what I'm talking way. about. Well, the devil leads that sinful nature. God doesn't lead it. But I'm reminded, thank you, Holy Spirit. See, I do that throughout the day. When the Holy Spirit just drops some wisdom on me, I just go ahead and acknowledge it by saying, thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm reminded, Holy Spirit just remind me of this truth of, come, that comes out of God's word, God's word. It says, there's a way unto man that seems right, but in the end, that way is death. Yeah, so that's why he tell you don't lean to your own understanding. But in all your ways, what? Acknowledge him. Him through what? Him through his Holy Spirit that lives in you. And he'll do what? Direct your path. See, it seems right to hold a grudge. It seems yes, right to see, you know what to they did? Even. I know what they did to you, Richard. Yes, hold a grudge. No. God says, no, I remember the woman that was caught in the midst of adultery. See, it, seems, it seemed right to stone her. It seems, That's what the law says. It seems right when somebody does something wrong to you that you would then go tell all of your friends about it and enlist them into your side. But no, what does God say? God says go to them and speak to them. Right, 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 right. Well, this is probably going to do it for this uh, segment. We're wrapping this segment up. And again, if this ministry has been a blessing to you, why don't you prayerfully consider financially supporting it. And again, we uh, just love coming to ignite others' faith on fire. We love the Word of God and uh, I'm reminded of what the scripture says. We walk by faith, not by sight, and the just shall live by faith. So I just want to remind all of our listeners, 
Keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.